Oh, wait, let's go, finally. That's what she said. Hi, this is Culture Van Horn, and you're listening to my papa on the CVH podcast. That's what she said. Yes. Oh, my God. Here we are. Thank you, Michael. Oh, campers, how are we? Welcome to the CBH Podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been a minute for a good reason. Greetings from um, uh, <laughs> greetings from the from the middle of America. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm I'm uh, knee deep in Bluebeard's castle. I mean, like. We're moving. We're moving on this thing. Uh, I, I am. I'm finally in it. I'm uh, almost a week into it, and it's uh, it's going well. Where am I? You ask. <laughs> I am in the middle of Iowa, where you'd be surprised to learn they do opera. I was surprised to learn it myself. Um, and not only do they do opera, I think they do really good opera. Uh, after only a week, I'm gonna. I'll make a bold statement right now. And yeah, exactly. Um, the bold statement is this. I think we got the show of the summer. <laughs> I, I realize that's a heavy statement and I got a lot of friends and a lot of shows in a lot of places. But, um, if you were going to be anywhere this summer to see anything, it's Bluebeard's castle in Des Moines, Iowa. I say that freely. I'm not trying to promote my own show. Why? Because it's already sold out. Uh, the, the, the show is we're not going to say completely sold out, but it's very, very limited. Two shows are already sold out. Three are about to be completely sold, and we're only doing four. And so um, uh, there, there's no need for me to promote this thing. It's, it's done. It's uh, well done. Um, I got to tell you, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been in the Midwest in a long time. I don't, uh, Chicago is technically the Midwest, but it hardly looks or feels like the Midwest. But we are officially in a cornfield. Uh, that's, that's what's happening. That's... <laughs> It's, um, it was a bit of a culture shock, uh, getting off the plane and just being able to see as far as you could. There was, there's nothing, you know, I got in, I got in my uh, rental car at the airport and there's, you can just see as far as you want. There's nothing in your way. There's no building or mountain or, or even, you know, human being that that's sort of in your way. Um, yeah. And if I, if I'm being real accurate, I'm not exactly in Des Moines either. I'm, uh, I'm a bit South of that. Uh, in an area called Indianola, uh, a place that I had visited a long time ago, um, uh, very long time ago. I spent a night or two here, and um, I, I didn't remember a whole lot, but um, I, I think for good reason. There's <laughs> other than this uh, beautiful university where we're where we're working. It's um, it's it's fairly unremarkable. Um, that's not <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be honest. Uh, it's, um, it's fairly unremarkable, but, but why am I here? I'm here to learn Bluebeard and I did that. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're got a, we have a great production, a fantastic production and really, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell it. Like I told you, uh, but we're going to do Bluebeard in this, in this one horse town. And I think it's going to be great. A little bit of culture shock. You know, I, I got to the apartment, had to get some stuff done, you know, had to go buy a few things. The apartments are, it's never, <laughs> When you're in a corporate apartment like I am now, it's like, um, you know, there's like a knife. There's like a knife in the drawer. <laughs> there's a cutting board that's as big as your hand. 
Uh, there's a frying pan that is just trashed. You would never eat off this frying pan. Like this, this is pretty standard. For those of you young singers who are dying to get out on the road, I got to tell you, <laughs> the frying pan's in rough shape. The knife is is uh, is dangerous, and um, and I'm dealing with uh, some some water leaking in the kitchen, some unidentified water leaking. That's um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm moving any day now. Yeah, that sounds all negative. I'm actually having a good time. Uh, my colleague and I, Sarah Gartland, who's singing the Judith, are are um, I, it's going great. It really is going great, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the rehearsal every day. Um, it's been intense. You know, this, uh, I'm singing in Hungarian. And for some reason, this eluded me f- harder than anything ever has. And it's not that the language is hard. It's just that I haven't, I haven't memorized syllables in a long time. You know, when you're, when you're singing in French and German and, and Italian, you have, you have um, your knowledge of those languages to hang on. And so you're, you're following in real time. Whereas um, uh, I'm translating as I go along in this. And so there's a lot of um, internal brain activity during during the early stages of the of the rehearsal and um but it's getting better fast you know when there's no chorus and there's just two of you in the rehearsal you can do things as many times as you want you can make things easier you can make things better you can drill it let's run it five times until that feels good you know that that's a a rare luxury uh, and what i've learned very quickly about this um uh, this score is that you could never jump into a production with a couple days rehearsal. I, I really don't think it would be possible. You would have to have done it many times to do that. Um, and 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 you know, I'm I'm here to to uh, put it in my head for the for the concerts I have of uh, Bluebeard in the future and and other productions. And so I, I I needed to get one under my belt, and and we're doing it. And uh, we're doing it with we're doing it with class and style. I like everything about this company so far. I really. I, I can't say nice things about it. I can't say enough nice things about it. Actually, um, uh, it's run professionally. It's run well. We're we we go on time. They everybody's prepared. There's a lot of um, you know. It's as it's as professional as any places I've worked, and and um, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, and and frankly, they're happy to see me. I like that too. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't it nice when a company is thrilled to have you there? Um, that's that's a that's a real joy. Uh, it's not always that way when you're young. Uh, it, it gets better. Trust me, guys. It gets better. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. And this this score is phenomenal. And there's not a maestro in the world that wouldn't like to conduct this. And so I think it's going to come back a lot. I'd like to be in the runnings. I'd like to be on the short list for when it comes. And, and um, you know, that's why I'm here, to get that work done. And, and um, it's happening very quick. Uh, I guess on... Monday, Tuesday, one of these days I'm going to San Francisco. We're going to celebrate the 100th gala of the San Francisco Opera. This is a big deal. Um, I'm not going to be around to see 150 or, or uh, uh, 200. So uh, I'm happy to be a part of this. And it's a, it's a, it's a great evening. Uh, the lineup is great. The, 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 the music we're going to sing, which I'm sure is still a secret, um, is going to be fantastic. And, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to being out there and celebrating. You know, I, I made my debut in San Francisco in uh, 2010. Uh, as the King and Aida, which has been my my debut in a couple of different houses, and um, I remember it super fondly, you know. And my um, my dressing room mate was was uh, David Lomeli, and we had, we had worked together before in in Los Angeles, and there we were again in San Francisco, continuing on on the path. And and it's uh, amazing that we remain uh, close friends now. You know, it's it's been a long time, and and it's nice to um, to have these through relationships. You know, people come and go so quickly in in our show. 
in our business. And, and um, I learned early on not to get too close, too quick. I really made it a point to, to meet somebody on three different occasions before I would like open up to them. I don't know. It was like a defensive thing. I, and and I, I didn't realize it was happening until later. I, I wasn't making fast friends because I had had experiences early on where you make a great friend and then they're done and you don't see them again. Or you do five shows in a row with somebody and then you don't see them again. Even though they're still working, you guys just never overlap. And so there's, there's, um, you have to be cautious. You have to be cautious with where you, where you hang your hat um, when it comes to your, to your road family. And, and I, 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 I just remember being cautious. And, and so it's, if you find that I'm standoffish, it's just we haven't met enough times. I promise you. I, I, we warm up. We'll warm up. <laughs> but um, uh, when you have these old friendships, people that have been in your life for this, this long, 15, 20 years, it's, um, it's nice. It really does feel like family. And so when you can meet up in all these odd and strange places and come back and, and join up again, and, and that's what's happening in San Francisco. Um, San Francisco Opera has felt like a home to me, or it felt like a home for a long time. I haven't worked there since uh, 2019. You know, COVID goofed up something. And I, I do have something in the future, but, you know, there was a time where I was there every year. I sang 100 performances in 10 years. Uh, and so there was, it was hard not to feel like you were really, really a part of the family. You know, Life changes, people, people's career paths change, all sorts of reasons why you don't work in a place anymore as much as you used to. You still work there, but just not as much. You know, I'm busy too, and, and there's other places that are, that are calling me, and, and, and that's how it works. You know, that's how it goes. And, and, and so my loyalty to San Francisco is forever, and when they asked me to come do this 100th gala, I couldn't say yes fast enough. Of course, of course I want to be a part of this. Uh, and it should, be a, it should be a blockbuster night, and I hope we raise a bunch of money uh, the lineup is phenomenal. You can you can see the lineup uh, um, on their website. It's just got it's just all the American singers you want, and a couple more peppered in, some European singers peppered in, and and um, I know what I'm singing is awesome. So I can't you know it, if the bass is bringing awesome, then I'm sure uh, Nina Stimme is gonna <laughs> gonna blow the doors off the place, or Carita Matila is gonna you know that's we we've got some. I don't want to say old school in the, in the pejorative way, just like we've got some old school. Singer is going to be on that stage, and that is always, for me, is always a thrill. Um, you know, Carita is, is, a, is a minute older than, than uh, a bunch of us, and so, you know, she brings something to that stage that we just don't have yet. Our, our life experience hasn't, hasn't brought us yet, and, and um, my goodness, every time I ever worked with her, I was, I was floored by her, I mean, her sheer commitment to what was happening. Uh, really, just a, a, a phenomenal performer. Have I said phenomenal enough? I feel like I'm stuck in that. I've got uh, cornfield brain. <laughs> uh, first day I went out and bought a bunch of stuff. You know how it goes, like I was saying. You buy a bunch of stuff, and I was, I was in the Walmart, as you are when it comes to buying a bunch of stuff. And um, I saw people wearing dirty overalls, not ironically, like people who have to wear overalls for the life that they have. You know, you're, you're working out in a cornfield. You're a farmer. You know, it's... Uh, you got to have the overalls, you know, like <laughs> it makes sense to me, but I have to admit that I've never seen somebody wearing overalls, anything other than ironically, or in some strange hip hop fashion. Like when we were, when we were kids and there was a, there was a trend in the early nineties of, of, uh, people wearing, you know, overalls with like one of the latches undone. <laughs> so it would like hang and they'd have a t-shirt on and it was, and they were supposed to be super cool. But I mean, it was a commitment. I don't, I don't know what it's like. The first time you put on the overalls and you're like, I'm going to wear these to school. Like that takes some balls for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, 
it's going well here and I'm enjoying it and um and and I'm and I'm enjoying the process. Um the process of putting this in my head has been has been um difficult and now that we're adding action uh to the text it's going by very very quickly now. Now we're now we're hitting stride and and I think I've learned a little something about my learning process. You know, after all these years you think you have a system that works. And and I would say 90% of the time I do. Um but when it came to something like this, it it wasn't enough to drill it. It wasn't enough to 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 do it over and over and over and over and over again. That that really that that didn't serve me the way it has in a lot of other things. Um, and this this was a different process, and so discovering that has been a little bit of a journey. And and it says something to this business. It says something to how uh, different it can be from one time to the next. You know, we're constantly in a new place. We're constantly. You know, we had the. Um, um, you know, there's a, there's a new trend, excuse me, in the last couple of years and probably rightfully so, or definitely rightfully so, um, a trend of having, um, you know, um, HR workplace, uh, somebody comes and tells you the policies of the company, you know, these, these, it's good, it's good to do this. You know, I, I had my own experience, uh, as a young singer, uh, in Chicago where, where a, a director very, very much crossed the line with me, um, Wildly inappropriate things that would get you charged, if not deported, now um, <laughs> to say that he was a foreigner, and and um, you know just like an experience of of wild inappropriateness. And at the time, two thousand four, nobody knew what to do about it. Uh, we didn't know what to, we didn't know how to handle it, and we certainly weren't going to tell anybody because we thought there would be repercussions. And and I truly believe that there would have been at that time. There that that is not a fear that anybody should have now. That if something's going on that you're not comfortable with, you better tell somebody. You can please tell somebody. You know we live in a time where that when that happens. And so we we were doing that meeting the other day, and and um, look, you know every opera house you work at, they you have to sit through this meeting again. So I've <laughs> I've sat through the meeting a lot. Um, and, and I could almost do it at this point. I think I could, uh, you know, and some of it is a little bit over the top or some of it is a little too, you know, you, you feel like you've got handcuffs on, we're, you know, we forget that what we're doing is art and art is real good when it's a little bit dangerous. And so, you know, we, we have plenty of intimate situations on stage. We have plenty of time, plenty of touching, plenty of inappropriate everything. And so we are to just have to keep in touch with everybody and say, are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with this? Is this okay? Is this okay? And, and, and really, if you just ask, 99% of the time it is, but we should just continue asking. Um, you know, I think about what I went through or what that, what that um, uh, person um, uh, did to me, and, and I can only imagine how many other people they did that to. Uh, you know, and if there had been a, a situation where I felt safe to, to um, talk about it, perhaps a lot of people could have been spared that. I, and that's a guilt I, I carry a little bit. Uh, you know, rightfully, um, I earned it and, and it was not, it was more than unfortunate. It was ongoing and it was predatory and it, it really not good. You know, um, girls are not the only people who deal with this in this business, um, to say that, to say the least. And I, and at six foot five and, uh, 250 pounds, I was certainly not intimidating to this person at all because they were well above me and, and, and in a lot of ways dictated how things were going to go for me. Uh, and there was no, there was no outlet for me to, um, to to speak to anyone in charge to say this was going on, I had no I had no belief for one second that they would have removed the person who had done this thing. I I truly believed in my heart that they would have removed me. And as a young person, you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to be trouble. 
You certainly don't want to get anybody fired. You just want to ignore it and, and hope it goes away, you know. And and over time it did. Um, and, and the and the you know it was like textbook textbook sexual harassment textbook um, predatory grooming behavior. Uh, it was you know when I look back on it now, it makes me sick. Um, and I and I've talked about it not not so candidly here, but I've certainly talked about it with colleagues. And, and I would talk to, about it with any young singer because it, it did happen. Um, I can't, I'll never say it didn't. It certainly did. And um, it wasn't funny and it wasn't humorous and it wasn't a joke. It was serious and it made, it made people feel very, very uncomfortable. I wasn't the only one dealing with it at the time. And, um, um, you know, fortunately we, we could speak to each other and say, hey, did this happen to you? Did this happen to you? And, and, um, and sort of learn about that. And man, how did I get on this again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, the meeting, the HR meeting that we go to. Um, there's something beautiful about our business, and, and going back to, to how I had to learn this, this piece differently. Our job is changing all the time, and, um, uh, you know, you don't like your colleague? Hang on. You're not going to be with him that long. Uh, you know, like the, the maestro hates you? Don't worry. He's, he, he's going to have a new group in front of him soon, too. You know, this is the, the, the beautiful part of our business is that it's constantly changing. Our environment is constantly changing. Our, the people around us, the music in our ears, the production, it's always changing. And God, is that one of the most beautiful parts of what we do is that it's not redundant. Um, even if you do 15 performances of something, um, that's nothing compared to a, a Broadway singer who might do a show 600 times before they, before they move on from that. You know, um, uh, Our business changes a lot, and it's really one of the most beautiful parts of it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry it took a minute for me to get to you. I've been as busy as I've ever been. If you want to be title character, you're going to be in every second of rehearsal. That's just the way it is. Mr. Fancy Pants needed to be title character, so um, here we are in a cornfield. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I love you for listening. Um, you know, if you want to schedule now, I'll see you again. Everybody have a great week, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye.